Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Sit back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea butter and popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea butter and popcorn with Taj and Chels. Episode nine: Screaming Yellow Zonkers. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the all-inclusive podcast giving you the exclusive. This podcast focuses on reviewing our favorite films. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chels, singer, actor, and all-around movie lover. This episode is entitled Screaming Yellow Zonkers. This popcorn, founded in 1968 by Lincoln Snacks Company, has a sugary yellow glaze served in a black bag filled with decadent goodness. Taji, let them know who you are and what we're talking about today. Hello, everyone. My name is Tajiana, a.k.a. Taj. Holding a double degree in the arts, I'm a freelance filmmaker and love storytelling, especially Black stories, Black narratives, Black everything, advocate of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and super, super excited to talk about dramedies today. Woo! Hey, dramedies. Is it comedy? Is it drama? <gasps> it's both. It's both. They have that idealistic, everything is going good until completely go south and slaps you in the face kind of movie like that that's the genre um after watching so many films one can easily deduce you can kind of tell what falls under the dramedy comedy drama category if the subject matter is typically heavy at first but you find yourself laughing and crying you're probably watching a dramedy you got films like little miss sunshine or silver linings playbook that have a certain biting wit to carry the story forward despite the circumstances of the heavy topics so, without further ado, let's get into our movies. Whoop, whoop. The first film I'm going to discuss is Almost Famous, Year 2000, directed by Cameron Crowe. This movie's awesome. Seriously. This film is pretty high up there. It's one of my favorite movies. It's on that list. I mean, you got music and journalism, which are probably two of my favorite things. Um, so much so that my major in college was originally music with a minor in journalism. So, there you go before I switched to after. That was me. I was like, yes. <laughs> this film is also kind of like a semi-autobiography of Crow's childhood and teen years. Uh, the movie is about a young journalist who gets the opportunity to write an article about the band Stillwater for the E. Ching. Seriously, the only place where any musician would claim that they so-called made it once they're on the cover of the ultimate music publication, Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone magazine. <laughs> this movie has the iconic Penny Lane character portrayed by Kate Hudson as she is the groupie for the band Stillwater. Uh, this young boy falls in love with her from afar mostly and he comes of age alongside groupies, roadies, and musicians. It's role played by Patrick Fugit. And this movie is really entertaining. Um, as a musician myself, I cherish this film. It really shows the slice of like the music life in the most fun way. You have the highs, you got the lows, you got everything else in between. You got the musicians uh, taking status and stating their claim. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. William, the character in this movie, the young boy, I feel like he is like obviously mature for his age to be around all these people. And <laughs> the kid is only like 15. I 
believe in the film. Um, he's supposed to be like this 15 year old, but, and he also like graduates um, high school early because he's like super smart. It's kind of funny how he finds his way and he realizes everyone else is just as like, just as scared and like trying to figure it out, even if they're like way older than him at the time. So it's pretty interesting take. I really like that one line that Penny Lane says when she's um, driving William around. She says, never take it seriously. If you never take it seriously, you can always have fun. And if you always have fun, then you never get hurt. And if you ever get lonely, you just go to the record store and you visit your friends. And it's kind of poetic because she ends up getting hurt anyway by Russell, who mm-hmm. she's in love with, played by Billy Crudup. It's so cute. That yeah. so cute. It is. It's a, it's a cute movie. It's really, it's good. It's you you'd probably enjoy it. I believe it's available to stream on like Amazon prime. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, almost famous 2000. There you go. Second movie. This film is so good. I'm talking about the devil wears Prada 2006 directed by David Frankel. Yes. This movie is amazing. It stars Meryl Streep and Hathaway, Emily Blunt and Stanley Tucci. This movie is about a young writer named Andy Sachs played by Anne Hathaway who ends up being a receptionist for the Dragon Lady, editor-in-chief of Runway Magazine, Miranda Priestly, played by the incomparable Meryl Streep. This film is interpreting the real-life Vogue editor-in-chief Anna Wintour, the Dragon Lady, it's Anna, you know. The Met Gala, the first Monday in May, you know. Who's going to be the chair? Who's going to be the co-chair? What are you wearing? This year's Met Gala, the theme was camp. So that was fun to see. Yes, camp. Yes, right? Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I think that was my favorite theme thus far. Like, mm-hmm. like that was so good. Janelle really Monet good. ate that. Just got to say it. Mm-hmm. Zendaya ate that, period. Yeah, she did. Oh, my gosh. I'm obsessed with uh, fashion, sidebar. So I, I love oh, watching yeah. everyone. I don't. <laughs> I would say I love watching the Met, but we don't get to see the Met. We just get to see them walk inside. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happens inside, but <laughs> we get to see what they look right. like. Right, you just see them. Here I am. You just see them get photographs, like, ooh, look what they're wearing. Like, so what actually happens? Like, right? What? But it's fine. I love it. I'm a fashion junkie. Um, I love putting ensembles together, styling looks according to my mood or whatever type of event I'm attending that still has my essence attached to it. And this movie, it's really about the fashion. I'm going to tell you. The shoes, you got the Manolo Blahniks, the Christian Louboutins, Dolce & Gabbana, Nancy and Gonzalez, like... The fits are exceptional. You got tailored, you got lace, you got fringe. Oh, goodness. Please lock me in the real life Vogue fashion magazine closet. Just lock <laughs> me in there. <laughs> oh, and let me let me leave with a with a piece or two, please. <laughs> a piece or two. Just a crumb. Please, just a crumb. Oh my gosh, I'd be so grateful. But well, I was obsessed with this film when I was coming up. So much so that the first week of my freshman year of high school, I was only interested in tailoring my wardrobe to be like that movie. A mess. Wow. A mess. Oh my An God. icon. Seriously. <laughs> There's so many great bits in this movie. Um, when Stanley Tucci's character is yelling, all right, everyone, gird your loins when Miranda's arriving at, at the office or when Emily Blunt's character is in the hospital because she gets hit by a car. <laughs> Oh. when she's actually yeah she gets hit by a car because she's running late delivering like some clothes and ideas for um the the new shoot that they're about to do and she's just mm-hmm. like uh andy's character has to fire her and so she's in the hospital yelling she's like i don't care if she's gonna fire you or beat you with a red hot poker you should have said no it's amazing or when meryl delivers her icy from a pile of stuff monologue tearing up andy Sachs's psyche just 
tearing her to pieces one by one and saying, and that's all. And that's all. That's it. At the end, it's like, oh, iconic. Love it. We love an ice queen. Um, it's amazing. But Andy, I like how she finds herself as well. Uh, just kind of like the previous movie. Um, her character does after making a few mistakes and cutting loose her emotionally bankrupt boyfriend. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gross. He just needed too much attention. He's bankrupt. Seriously, he was. But this is something that everyone can enjoy. Yeah, you don't like to have, you don't have to like fashion to appreciate this movie. So that was really dope. Final film. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. 2017, directed by Martin McDonough. Now, this film stars Frances McDormand and Sam Rockwell, who swept up Best Actress and Best Supporting Actor, respectively, at the 2018 Academy Awards. Now, Frances McDormand and Sam Rockwell, seriously, I'll say this. this they're, like, amazing actors, really. But this film, to me, falls under, like, jet black comedy drama because it's like yeah this is like black comedy mm. at its best like it's like yeah um the subject matter is actually quite depressing so Frances McDormand plays mother too whose daughter is assaulted and murdered and she pays for three billboards outside Ebbing Missouri calling out the vile and racist police department when no arrests are made and so Sam Rockwell plays uh, one of the deputies um, and he is tantalizing. And he's this uh, countryman, this bigot who changes tides for the better at the very end of the film. Like he's definitely the villain in this piece um, until it does like a bait and switch, but it's, it's really well done. It's hard to watch though. Good movie. Those are my picks for this week. Taj, you let them know what yours are. Yeah. Uh, first one. I'm going to do Lady Bird. Um, this film came out in 2017. <laughs> Not that noise. Um, okay, I didn't know this, but I was telling Chelsea before that this was actually a film that came out in 27. Um, and so I guess they revived it. Um, but um, it's, a, it's an indie um, comedy drama. Um, and it stars Saoirse Ronan, my fave... Um, who I told you guys about, I discussed um, the movie um, Hana. Um, I just love, gosh, I just love the characters that she portrays. Um, The story is set in Sacramento, California. Um, And for those who are also from the Bay, you know where that is, further up north. Um, But it's just like a cute coming of age story um, about this high school senior and her toxic relationship with her mom. Um, it's kind of unwarranted. I feel like, I feel like this film is an acquired taste. Um, I need to watch it again to like get into it more. I feel like, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I completely feel about it, but, um, me and Chelsea were talking about how the relationship is strained, but it's kind of like, what was the precedent? What is the context? Yeah. The the precedence for her to be like that with her mom. I feel like, yeah, it is a strained relationship. And I know that everyone's going to get along with everybody all the time, but, and she's a growing girl, but sometimes her outburst, it was just like, did it take all that? Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. You know, yeah. 
it was, was a movie. It was like, yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. Um, and it, it really like jumped to conclusions and stuff escalated where I feel like, yeah. I feel like it didn't have to escalate like that. I'm like, yeah. Oh. Like it was just like, you know, they just started the film off with, I hate you, mom. Like her, so her character, um, Lady Bird is the name she gave to herself because um, mm-hmm. she's a rebel, obviously, but her real name is Christine. And um, this is where it gets into the the zombie part because it's like, she was like, I hate California. I want to go to the East Coast. I want to go where culture is, like New York. And it's like, LOL. But also her mom is just like, how in the world did I raise such a snob? Like, it's just so, mm-hmm. it's just so like blatant, which is like, you know, that's real. But just the way the writing was, was just like, oh, okay. And then she's just like, or at least Connecticut or New Hampshire where yeah. I live in the woods. And it was like, you wouldn't get into those schools anyway. Mom, you should just go to city college, you know, with your work ethic, you'll just go to city college and then back to jail or then to jail, then back to city college. And then maybe you'll, you'll learn how to pull yourself up and not expect yeah. you to do everything. And it's just like, so like, what happened? Like, did y'all not have a good breakfast? Exactly. Like, what, like, was, what was the before? So it was just, it just cut like, to the conflict without showing us like, why is there? Yeah, And that scene actually hilarious. Just like her delivery, like, it, it definitely gave um, the dramedy effect there. Mm-hmm. How it's just like this strained relationship, but it's so funny because she's just this rebel with this pink hair and like, I'm Lady Bird. That's my name. Like, yeah. I'm Christine. And like, she just, you know, encounters, you know, her, you know, like in this dude, she gets a boyfriend and like, you know, her then her friendship becomes strained. So it's just like a coming of age film. And then um, I won't, spoil the ending but the ending is kind of sweet it kind of ties it together um but it was chosen by the national board of review afi if you guys don't know what afi is it's um, the american film institute Mm -hmm. um and it made sacramento look like really pretty though like the golden sunrise sunsets i mean Um, one of our actor friends she's from sac (laughs) yeah (laughs) um if you have been to sacramento yeah. Um, it's very like, I mean, obviously somebody who actually lives there can like testify more for me, but I've been there mm-hmm. like being from, you know, an hour and a half, two hours away. I've been there a few times and it's not like a whole lot going on. It's very warm. Um, it's, it's like downtown is really cute and it's definitely being developed more now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, SAC, you know, it's only known for specific things. Obviously, like it's not like you know the pinnacle of California. I would we'll, we'll just have we'll just have Jada call in next time, right? Exactly, Jada, tell us. Um, I moved to the Sacramento area and have lived there for some years. Um, you know, with it being the capital of like our state, it's still it's not just like besides reasons like that, like. I went to like a black women's march there. Like there's not, there's specific reasons why you go there. You just don't like, if you're visiting California, I don't think anybody has ever told somebody to just, Oh yeah, you just go to Sacramento. Like it's not one of those places, but I mean, uh-huh. Uh-huh. like you can find stuff to do, but I mean, I guess it gave Sacramento um, a little bit of limelight. Um, right. Like I was saying, it got chose by um, National Board of Review, AFI, and Time Magazine as one of 10 best films of the year in 2017. Um, we're talking about how it's um, it was distributed and released by A24. And if you guys like know A24's brand, it's just like all the films that they distribute are very like, they have this like artsy aesthetic, like interesting, unique 
plot storyline narrative um a24 also i believe has um moonlight under their belt as well as waves which is coming up and we're talking about how they don't really have that many like black films or films with black leads that are like in their roster but i mean everybody loves a24 and just like Uh that they put out um but yeah um it earned five nominations best picture best actress for Saoirse of course Uh (laughs) um best supporting actress best original screenplay and best director it was directed by Greta Gerwig um and it was her um directorial debut which was cool um and it also um got nominated or actually no not nominated it won two awards um at the 75th golden globes um for best motion picture for musical or comedy and then best actress mm-hmm. for Saoirse in a musical or comedy and yeah two others um and so it was nominated for three british academy film awards um but i would definitely i didn't see it when it came out just because i was like what is the appeal but then i was like also like Saoirse i love Saoirse ronan and then I was like, yeah, I need to watch this. So I watched it on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime if y'all want to read it. Yeah, um, I know a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the audience was probably just like, you know, like white people who enjoy like, you know, artsy, interesting, rebellious like stories that are not like traditional, which was cool. But mm-hmm. as some of some of the stuff in the movie was unwarranted. But I would say watch it and see how you like it. Um, and definitely, you know, support Saoirse. She's great. Um, but yeah, and then my second film, of course, you know, I had to do it to y'all, Dear White People 2014, what you're talking about, um, I, uh, we need to do a, a series of like, uh, movies turned TV shows or TV shows turned movies, yeah. um, but, uh, Dear White People was a movie first before it became the, um, Netflix TV series. Um, but if you remember watching Dear White People in 2014, still directed by Justin Simeon, um, we had the cast um, featured Tyler James Williams, Tessa Thompson, Tayona Paris, Brandon Bell, um, Malcolm Barrett, Dennis uh, Haysbert. Um, it was, I really enjoyed it. I feel like this was like a black version of what it means to be like, not angsty, but like quirky artsy like the aesthetic um justin is just a genius in general but like this particular project i feel like he really went in and it wasn't just like oh we're just telling you know Uh this story about like how black people and white people don't get along it has this um this plot that i think you know a lot of um black people can relate uh, especially black people who are pursuing like a collegiate journey can relate to the fact of like, Hey, I go to this prestigious and predominantly white school. Um, and you know, they encounter like, you know, blackface and like hate crimes and like, you know, like just that. And then also within the community, like the main character is light skin and like that Mm -hmm. and how she deals with her friends and her peers who are a darker complexion than her and also like dating a white boy like it has so many different layers of like exploring topics within the black community and I really appreciated that so um yeah so Samantha White that's the main character and she's navigating that um and she's also um wins the election for the head of house um for their all-black house on campus 
Um, and that's what makes the tensions rise throughout the university. And Tessa so Thompson, <laughs> Tessa Thompson. And then um, uh, when they turned it into a TV show, um, they kept a lot of the same people, um, but they changed um, the main actress um, to Logan Browning. Mm-hmm. Um, also beautiful. So but Tessa um, said she had to do Creed, Creed Two, Marvel. Right. Tessa was <laughs> diving back into Creed, and then she got this uh, Men in Black. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, definitely. I'm so sad because I think they're done with Dear White People. I think that was the last. That was the last season. Um, but definitely go watch on Netflix if you haven't. But also support the movie as well. Um, but yeah, that's my jam right there. That's all the type of stuff I want to create. I love it. Um, but yeah, I love Justin Simeon. I just love his, his artistry. I was just like, okay. Um, but yeah, so took him like five years writing the script starting in 07. So it was just like, wow, finally got this out, out there. And that was in 07 and like, see how it's still relevant to like, by the time it was actually produced, (laughs) like that's crazy. Um, seven years later, but yeah, so go watch that. And then third film, Blind Spotting, uh, 2018 American Ooh. drama film starring David Diggs and Raphael Casal. That was so good. Oh my goodness. Talk about another quirky, <laughs> I need to stop saying that. Talk about another, like, wow, I don't even know. Like, this was a very um, interesting project. Um, and I just, wow, like, Gosh, I really appreciated um, this, the dynamic between um, someone who is Black, who is a convicted felon, and the relationship between his friend, his his best friend, and having, like, anger issues, um, and, like, the fact that, you know, there's, you know, racial tension, there's, like, all types of stuff going on in the film, like, I love the like all the stuff that they explored, all the stuff that they hit in blind spotting. I also love the fact that it's like based in Oakland, obviously. Um, everybody's getting on that wave. <laughs> um, based in Oakland, you know. Shout out to sorry, um, sorry to bother you um by um Boots Riley. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh just yeah. talk to him. So not not to be not to be like that one, but that movie was weird, wasn't it? Yes, and I loved it because it's so different. I don't know about the ending. They're never going to let this man rest about that, the horse scene. Anyways. The ending, the ending made it. I do. We, oh, hmm, next time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it just, you know, it really explores like, what is it like being a felon and how does it affect the people around you? There's a really, really dramatic scene. Oh gosh, you guys have to watch it because I can't even, I can't even say it, but um it's just like you know you're you're caught in a system and it's like a cycle and it's just it's bad and you're always on the run you're always looking over your shoulder um and I was just like this is crazy like what is this so I definitely appreciated this this was directed by Carlos Lopez Estrada um and they really I feel like I'm like is this a independent film Hmm. i think it's indie or am i mistaken oh wait it was released by oh okay so it 
had its premiere at the dramatic competition um, at the 2018 Sundance. Um, and then it was released by Lionsgate, JK. But it just it received so many positive reviews. Um, and David, um, uh, David Diggs got nominated for Best Male Lead mm-hmm. um, for the 34th Independent Spirit Awards. And then um, Estrada earned a Director's Guild of America Award nomination for Outstanding Directing in a First Time Feature Film which congrats to y'all like for telling this story and like wow i don't want to spoil it he well. digs is so talented too like stage and screen oh stage hamilton y'all mm-hmm. original on. cast come through original cast like how you can switch over like that king okay <laughs> i'm here for it but yeah definitely close <laughs> um i wow like and his his scene partner like Raphael, like come on now Come on. Weren't they friends in high school? I don't... From Oakland? Yeah, okay. It says that he's originally from the Bay. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm yeah. pretty cool. Like, wow. Like no wonder the together. chemistry... Yeah. No wonder the chemistry was great. Like, just, you know, showing that, like, push and pull between your best friend as you both try to navigate this, um, this mm-hmm. life as, like, a freaking gangster. Like, okay um that wow just yeah david's performance and just these intricate moments it was so simple yet so profound like the the cinematography the way that everything was placed it was just like this is so simple but so like the story took care of it for you like the mm-hmm. story just you know but it definitely did sprinkle in those like comedic moments in there um yeah. for sure so yeah go watch oh, yeah. that if you haven't already and those are my three films all right, sounds good. Let's get into our next segment. It's 2019, y'all. That's ashy. <laughs> it is. It's so ashy. Please stay moisturized. <laughs> Motion. Please. Baby girl, baby boy, what are you doing? Please stay moisturized, yes. Okay, so the ashy part to me about drama comedies is this genre, which is kind of like a subgenre. I think the fact that it is an acquired taste I mean, not everyone wants a mashup of the two. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But in doing so anyway, I think that film studios can come off sort of pretentious by making this subgenre that not everyone can really understand. To me, it's the same as saying, you don't like Shakespeare? It's probably because you don't understand it. Like, that's, I mean, that's not what... No, I just don't get it. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, help me. I think there's a way to do it um, to where it's something that anyone can enjoy and like and understand without it being so um for lack of a better word highbrow in that sense i don't think that that's what cinema's about cinema's supposed to be for everyone made by everyone and by everyone i mean diverse um for sure yeah what do you think tosh i think it's definitely not gonna be 50 50 like i feel like most dramedies are more drama than comedy just because of the nature of like different plots mm-hmm. um, i'm a i'm a comedy shoddy like i appreciate comedic elements um right. and i feel like there are some films where like you said it's gonna transfer over it's gonna read well um the right. genre but like even before we did this segment i was personally struggling th- to think of like all the films that i've watched like wait what is this genre like okay these films and then like 
Chelsea was like, oh yeah, well, Lady Bird and oh yeah, well, this. And I was like, oh yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Because like a lot of films may be like dramas, but of course there's one line in, in the movie where it's like, oh, that was funny. Or like, oh, that lifted some tension out yeah. of the But mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the fact that there's like movies that are, you know, categorized as such, I think, you know, if you really want to tap in with it, you just have to like understand what they're trying to accomplish with the genre and like, and I, I think too that what people try to accomplish with this genre because it's an acquired taste like I think that there's a lack of humility for lack of a better word in that sense where people are just like oh I don't feel like if you don't really know what it is from jump I don't feel the need to explain you know like I was telling you like oh ladybird or such and such you know what I mean like yeah it's really okay to share the knowledge you know what i mean it's okay right. to be like oh hey this not is a cult it's, it's not, not a cult, cult. Exactly. it's literally just another genre of like entertainment like it's yeah. another film or whatever like, it's film you know? it's cinema exactly same yeah. if you got a friend that like doesn't uh understand or get shakespeare okay if you get it like i get it you get it taj you mm-hmm. can spread the knowledge, spread the wealth. And if they still don't enjoy it after that, that's fine. But that's fine. At least they understand it. You know they understand what it is. And it's like, hmm, I don't really like how they mixed mm-hmm. things like that. I'd rather just have it either straight drama or straight comedy, which is fine. Everybody right. they like. But I, I think-, think that we need to stop taking ourselves so seriously and saying, oh, I made it through because I figured it out on my own and I'm not going to turn around and help the next person. Like that's, what is that? The film industry will die with you. A cult. (laughs) Please. So, yeah. (laughs) A mess. Um, (laughs) We will be talking about topics like this and more going forward. Next week is our season one finale. Woo! (laughs) A, A, A. Already? Already? How? 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 Houseway, Houseway, you ain't got the answers, Taj. You ain't you got have the, the answers. answers, Chelsea. Come on, what you talking about finale for? Get out of here. We're oh so excited. God. Next yeah. week is the finale, y'all. Yes. Come on, we're talking about our favorite Christmas movies to help ring in the holiday season before we enter 2020. You don't. You don't. You really made it. I know. We're here. We out here now. that ready for you for the new year uh feel free to follow us on instagram at shea butter popcorn or on twitter at shea butter pop and you can follow us individually you can follow me at chelsea j music and me at tajiana underscore be sure to like and rate this episode like comment and subscribe guys 